Welcome to the Food and Drink Business Podcast. Your on-the-go bite of the food and beverage industry. Welcome, folks, to the Food and Drink Business Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and today I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, the publisher of Food and Drink Business. Hi, Lindy. How are you doing today? Hi, Grant. I'm really excited to be here. Our wonderful editor, Kim Berry, editor of Food and Drink Business, is away on honeymoon celebrating happiness and joy. Um, (laughs) And I'm sharing in that happiness today because I'm really pleased to be stepping in. Our topic today is Packaging 4.0, the key to solving food and drink business challenges. Our guest speaker is Sam Bakshi. He's a mechatronics and robotics engineer with 14 years in industrial automation, serving the food and beverage industry, so a well-qualified guest. He's currently working at 3M, the global science and technology conglomerate. And Sam is the Asia-Pacific Integrated Marketing Manager and Sustainability Leader. That's quite a portfolio. Welcome to the show, Sam. To set the context a little bit, please tell us about your role. Well, thank you, Lindy. Uh, for having me on the show. It's really a pleasure to be talking to the food and drink business. Uh, well, automation in, in packaging is uh, really one of 3M's long-term areas of specialization. So I have the honor to lead uh, divisional marketing strategy across 14 countries in Asia Pacific. Uh, it's quite exciting. It's uh, never a dull moment and really great exposure to global insights, which I'd love to share with you and your audience. So ultimately, we really try and help food and drink businesses to grow uh, to stay relevant and help them to navigate their uh, their way around the unique set of challenges that only they face. Yes, well, food and beverage manufacturing is our biggest manufacturing sector, and it has been experiencing a surge. Some of it has been driven by COVID, uh, the pandemic, and also the shift in focus to developing a local supply chain to reduce a l- reliance on offshore supply. And as you rightly said, there are several challenges that food and drink businesses are facing right now. Perhaps you can share some of those with us, Sam. Well, sure, Lindy. Uh, you know, brand equity is always paramount. Uh, our favorite food and drink brands, they work really hard for decades to nurture that positive reputation and forge that identity that we, as consumers, uh, all have our favorites and we, we come to know and love. Unfortunately, events like food recalls can really damage that reputation in a day. And what's also unfortunate is we're seeing that food recalls are on the up. Uh, If I can give you a quick stat, in 2020, food recalls were up 50% compared to five years ago. And that's according to the Food Standards Authority. So uh, the most prominent uh, categories that that impacts is processed snacks, food and vegetable produce, uh, bakery and dairy, And the most common reasons are undeclared allergens, microbial contamination, and and foreign matter. Wow, 51% in 2020 compared to five years ago. That's that's a phenomenal increase. So um, this is a real challenge. How can packaging help to protect brand equity? Well, sure. Uh, Some of my Asia-Pacific insights are revealing that not only primary but secondary packaging choices are equally vital to those quality assurance outcomes. The importance is is even more amplified in the current context of the global pandemic, where we're seeing all these supply chain backlogs and delays these days. You know, simply put, goods are spending longer uh, in transit and at distribution centers. 
And that's where, you know, the microbial contamination and the foreign matter come in. So things like dust, humidity, moisture, temperature variances, especially associated with refrigerated categories, conspire and combine to really compromise that packaging integrity. Um, and so what we're seeing is that, you know, brands that uh, side with FDA food contact approved packaging technologies generally fare a bit better with compliance and contamination. Well, I mean, the, pandem- the pandemic, as you mentioned there, has certainly impacted our industry. We've seen a surge in demand. We've also seen backlog, as you mentioned as well, in supply chain. Now, what other challenges has it brought? Yeah, so we talked about uh, brand equity, which is um, always important, but safety and social distancing, what about that? That's something we haven't seen before. Uh, you know, companies are in a not in an ideal predicament where they are having to manage these parallel objectives, protecting their profits, but also their staff and our community. So it's not an enviable position to be in. Certainly not. And uh, we, we also know uh, that panic buying you know, has been a thing in supermarkets leading to unexpected and unprecedented demand spikes. So how then do they reconcile these conflicting factors and keep their productivity up? Right. Yeah, that's that's really the the big question. Um, I think uh, what we're seeing across Asia is many successful companies are turning to packaging automation uh, as a solution uh, to reconcile, uh, you know, those factors. Some examples I can give you is a global e-commerce giant opened a new distribution center in Victoria, and they're leveraging new high-speed uh, packaging automation to really supercharge their efficiency. Another meat and and poultry. Uh, brand really reduced their downtime uh, by standardizing on stainless steel automation uh, in the context of their production environment that had a high pressure wash down protocol for hygiene, which had uh, corrosive impacts to their machinery. And then as a third uh, example, uh, a popular uh, home meal recipe delivery uh, provider uh, had their automation system specially customized and integrated to be compatible with their styrofoam uh, delivery packages. So those are some really interesting examples. I mean, there is the strong push for um, automation. People are talking about it a lot more. But it's one thing to say, okay, let's invest in automation. How does a manufacturer ensure that they actually benefit from that automation? Yeah, yeah. Great question, Lindy. We speak to a lot of uh, production managers, packaging engineers, purchasing uh, managers, and and executives who uh, who all provide us the feedback that it's very important for them to be able to visualize and quantify their return on that investment. Uh, you know, get a real handle on the the productivity upside they will be facing and 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 the payback period on their investment. So uh, you know, 3M have a, a return on investment simulator tool that helps them do just that. And we're always expanding uh, on our packaging uh, automation capabilities, uh, which we've been a leader in for for 50 years now, you know, proud to say. Well, that is quite a milestone. I'm also proud to say I've passed the 50-year mark, but we won't mention that right now. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yes, automation, track and trace technology, all of those sides of packaging are on top of the agenda for many manufacturers right now. But there is there are some other pressing things. And one of the biggest or strongest trends in our packaging sector, I'm sure you'll agree, is sustainability. So 
Let's talk a little bit about sustainable packaging, Sam. Well, yes, sustainable packaging. I think that environmentally friendly sentiment uh, amongst the Australian public is definitely rising every year. Uh, You know, we know that anecdotally and then observationally, but then we do have some reports that uh, back that up. For example, um, you know, an IBIS report uh, reveals that that number is 83% and is uh, going to become 92% in the next five years. And we know that really influences consumer preference. Um, we, we also have other drivers leading to this, this rise, uh, like regulations, national packaging targets. Uh, and, and so the, the environmental work we're doing globally is daunting, but comes with immense opportunity. For example, the global uh, green packaging market is expected to reach $250 billion, uh, over the next five years, with the biggest share actually coming from our uh, neighborhood, uh, Asia Pacific. And, and so food and drink businesses have a, an immense opportunity to stay relevant, to optimize those gross margins and differentiate themselves in a crowded market, which is changing at a dramatic rate. Yeah, we're certainly seeing a lot more awareness um, by, from consumers. A report that was released today said that 76% of Australians believe that recycling is the best thing that they can do to help the environment. Um, and the first place they look to find their information about how best to recycle that packaging is actually the label on the pack. So um, that tells brands that they really have to get their act together when it comes to presenting their best sustainability face forward. We are seeing as a result of that great uptake and commitments from the industry. We've got pledges and promises coming through thick and fast from brand owners. From your point of view, how are are they capitalizing on this opportunity? You're so right, Lindy. They are using things like life cycle assessments, uh, end-of-life evaluations, uh, even recyclability portal tools to rethink uh, packaging. Also, we find they prefer to partner with companies that share their vision. Uh, for example, 3M uh, have a level five, you know, beyond best practice rating with APCO, Australian Packaging Covenant Organization, and and. Uh, this has been a factor uh, for some of our partners. As a corporate policy, we, we try to manage our industrial footprint and give back to community. Uh, 3M also have a, a new policy that every new product that's commercialized has to undergo a sustainability value commitment, which can really demonstrate uh, that it can drive an impact for the greater good. Uh, so the circular economy and, and the science of sustainability are, are a high priority. Yeah, I do think that it goes beyond just uh, thinking about uh, materials and your. if you're a brand owner, your materials and your own packaging, you need to look at your suppliers and you, you need to be partnering with suppliers like your company, Sam, that has got its own sustainability act together, house in order, we could say. What about cost-conscious businesses? Can you comment about costs um, and the factors that businesses have to consider when it comes to big picture thinking? Right, especially in the current economic climate. Uh, we're seeing that net profit and free cash flow uh, are very important to the PL right now. Uh, capital expenditures are tight uh, and businesses are really looking uh, at procurement departments to think outside the box and provide innovative sourcing models. 
Well, that sounds really interesting and, and it makes sense, but can you be a little bit more specific? Sure. Well, uh, one example uh, is that some equipment and total packaging systems providers offer machine leasing agreements. So these help businesses to receive discounts or free packaging automation solutions uh, just by switching their consumable materials over. So they can avoid that capital expenditure and really optimize their packaging spend and their total cost of operation. Well, that makes sense. And uh, show me a business that isn't cost conscious. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that uh, that they would be interested in those factors that you've just pointed out there. And I did want to say to you, well done on not plugging 3M too much here, but I do want to give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit more about 3M. I do, I've do. i heard, I believe, that 3M is running a virtual packaging exhibition and visitors who attend that exhibition are in the line to win a prize. Why don't you tell us some more about that? Thank you, Lindy. Yes, we are running a virtual packaging exhibition. Uh, it's live right now. Uh, we have been catering to that growing trend in virtual reality and uh, interactive portals, uh, especially with a lot of the exhibitions having been cancelled. Uh, so uh, the audience can jump on right now, uh, you know, discover what's new in automation and sustainability, uh, interact with the environment and find solutions to your business problems. And uh, what's more is uh, when you attend, uh, you get a chance to win a free packaging machine for your business. So uh, so jump on uh, to uh, virtualpackaging.3m.com forward slash AU. Well, that sounds like a plan. Um, can you tell us uh, what type of packaging uh, machine they, they could win, Sam? Uh, so they can win a uh, box sealing or carton sealing machine, uh, one of uh, the most popular models from 3M. Well, there's uh, no time like the present. So hopefully if you're listening right now, it would be a good idea to check it out. Um, jump on virtualpackaging.3m.com forward slash AU. Sam, thank you very much for joining us today. We've learned today how uh, brand equity is paramount. We've looked at some sustainability factors that are challenging businesses. We've looked at how the COVID pandemic has impacted what brand owners have to consider in terms of safety and social distancing and how they um, have to secure their supply chain. And we've also looked at cost factors that are influencing and um, weighing on businesses that are trying to make their best profit possible at this time. And, and through it all, the importance of packaging automation and that companies like 3M are ideal partners to help business navigate these challenges. So thanks very much for joining us, Sam. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Lindy, for having me on the show. Pleasure to be speaking to the food and drink business. Well, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Lindy. And thank you, folks, for joining us for this episode. We'll be back in the not-too-distant future with another informative episode. But until then, have a great day. You've been listening to the Food and Drink Business Podcast, produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Food and Drink Business, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Food and Drink Business, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast's audio, please contact us via our website or send an email to editor at foodanddrinkbusiness.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's food and beverage industry at foodanddrinkbusiness.com.au. 
You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.